Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. So, yes, the Cowboys did lose today. It was it was a rough go for the Cowboys, and they lost to the Washington football team. And we've talked a lot already about the Cowboys this morning, but something we need to definitely hit on is the Washington football team and what they've overcome, specifically their starting quarterback, Alex Smith. He gets a W yesterday. He had a really nice game. But it's hard not for him and those of us who have followed along with this story to really remember what he's been through. Two years ago, essentially, he was in the hospital. Not essentially, exactly. Two years ago, he was in the hospital after suffering that horrible leg injury. And it was the night before Thanksgiving. The team doctor actually came to visit him because they were to take they were taking off to go to, to Dallas to play the Cowboys and convinced him to just stay one more night in the hospital, just have everything looked at. At that point, he had already undergone only one surgery. Everything had gone well. Well, he had a, a minor fever. The team doctor leaves, and that minor fever goes into a spiked fever, which turns into him losing consciousness all full within on a infection, yeah. full-on infection, all within a couple of hours. He's rushed into emergency surgery and has 17 surgeries then every other day or every day essentially after that to try and get his leg stabilized and try Simply and get to rid maintain of this the right leg. We thought he was going to lose this right leg. And possibly his life even yes. too. Yes. So it, it's hard. And he, he mentioned this yesterday in, in the postgame sound that he can't even put into words where he's gone and where he's been and where he is now. But it's hard for us who have followed so closely with this story, you and I together, obviously we're married here, Shay Cornette, Jordan Cornette, um, watch that documentary. And I, I mean, I still kind of gasp a little when I see Alex Smith go down when he's sacked or whatever it is. And man, he's incre- it's incredible what he's been the able to do. The minute he came back onto the field to play this season, what did I say to you in that very minute? It, the minute he ran out there, give him comeback player of the year. Now, immediately. I don't care if he doesn't throw one touchdown pass. And typically, the comeback player of the year is a pro bowler, maybe even an all-pro, somebody whose numbers just jump out to you. But in this year, in 2020, when we're all looking to be as resilient as possible, we're all looking in the face of adversity to find a way to dig deep and deliver, despite the obstacles in front of us. How great of a story is this Alex Smith thing? No, it's amazing. And I'll be the first to acknowledge when I watch, I do watch with a nervousness, knowing uh, what fight he had to keep his leg, to save his life. But he's out there playing football. He's out there throwing a couple times this year already over 300 yards. He's out there leading this team to wins. A a new coach, uh, a very seasoned coach in Riverboat, Ron Rivera, (laughs) uh, a very respected and established coach who's done a lot in this league, but yet a, a new coach in that, in, in, under that franchise, in a, in a new era there in Washington, and a quarterback who didn't think he'd have his leg or maybe even his life is leading a division. To me, I don't care what the stats become, although he's had some benchmark games this year, it's only about the fact that he's on that field. It was already solidified to me that Alex Smith was comeback player of the year. This is just further cementing a runaway award winner. Yep. Couldn't agree with you more. So the Washington football team beat the Dallas Cowboys yesterday, 41-16. to Alex Smith had a really good game. You know who also had a really good game? Antonio Gibson. Antonio Oof. Gibson became the first rookie since Randy Moss to get three touchdowns on Thanksgiving, and he gets the MVP moment of the week. The MVP moment of the week is brought to you by Sport Clips. Now with on-deck text alert, Sport Clips, it's good to be a guy. <laughs> uh, so we're asking the Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin Nation, who will be better next year? Is it the Cowboys or the Texans? 
I fully believe it's the Texans. My husband here, Jordan, fully believes it's the Cowboys. Both teams. Fully is not fair. I don't know if I fully believe. Now, don't do that. Fully just all makes the it. chips. The chips aren't all the way in all on the Cowboys. The chips. I'm not putting the chips all the way in on the Cowboys anymore. Uh, babe, we lost a few chips last night. You don't say. Just a few For those chips. Those of you that didn't listen yesterday, which I totally understand because it was a holiday, <laughs> uh, Jordan told the world how he put all the chips in on the Cowboys to win I yesterday. the offensive line was going to lead the, the way. division yes, Didn't anticipate you losing early. two offensive linemen in the first offensive possession. Oh, please. Point is, 69% of you have said the Texans. And at Lenny Cat just hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed and said, Texans, they don't have Jerry Jones or Mike McCarthy. Therefore, they will be better next year. I'm going to take my angle, and then you can take yours. The Texans, I think, will be better. You saw what Deshaun Watson can do. And I don't care if even if they're when they're losing games, Deshaun Watson is special. He's great. Um, and, yes, Will Fuller is a great receiver. And you've got J.J. Watt on the defensive side of the ball. There are things that these Texans have that they haven't been able to kind of put together, if that makes sense. And if you have the right head coach in there, which I would assume the Texans would go out and get an offensive-minded head coach, you're in for a real treat. The offensive line has been an issue for the Texans for the past few years. I think we all remember when Deshaun Watson had to take a bus back because he was too badly injured because he'd been sacked so many times a year or two ago. The offensive line needs to be shored up. The defense needs more weapons, and they obviously need a run defense in in the worst way. But if you just add those simple parts and maybe give the Texans a nice running back too, they easily could take care of the Cowboys next season. Nobody loves Deshaun Watson as much as I do, and nobody loves watching Deshaun Watson shine like he did last night as much as I do. They have a superstar quarterback. I believe he's a superstar quarterback. I just think it's going to take – the rest of this year to play out. I think next year they can maybe sneak into the playoffs. And then in two years, they'll have enough talent around Deshaun Watson for him to potentially win a Super Bowl. I do think Deshaun Watson is going to win a Super Bowl in his career. The Cowboys, with all that talent, with the right coach, I understand the Jerry Jones element. I understand the front-running Cowboys and their nature of finding ways to lose and giving Stephen A. great content to churn out because of it. But Dak Prescott's going to come back. How he returns, sure, that's a question mark. Ezekiel Elliott, can he figure it out again? With that all-pro offensive line fully healthy, I'd like to think so. Those playmakers on the outside, again, with Dak Prescott, the defense is where they're going to have to grow. They're going to have to find a way, whether it be in the draft, continuing to develop this young talent, Alden Smith re-signing him. Uh, they lost to injury their best corner and their best interior lineman. Everyone's lost players. I, again, but when it all comes back for Dallas, again, we're going to look at them like we did a season ago, like they can win the Super Bowl. Uh, it has to all come together. I don't believe Coach Mike McCarthy is the right fit here. It needs to all come together, but immediately they're more talented, infinitely more talented than the Texans. The Texans, everybody looks at it like a bleak situation. They're a few years away from being in real contention again. But the Cowboys, when they get healthy, are right back to where they started coming in this year. Question marks about a defense. Can it be better? But so much talent, it's going to be hard not to think they can be right there. So I'm going with the Cowboys. Okay. 
Go with the Cowboys. I think the offense. I can't believe the, I'm going with the Cowboys you again. Just keep after what I did last night. Just the Cowboys and just see how that goes for you. Because eventually, this is really going to go south for you. I'm not betting on that. I'm not betting on this one though. So you can you can feel the good offensive about line that. for the Cowboys have regret has regressed. You're right. You don't know what you're going to get with Dak Prescott, but I think we can all agree you'll get an upgrade at the quarterback position, even if Dak Prescott isn't 100 percent himself. That's that's just and our, the fact. I choose to root for you, Dak Prescott to come back and be great. Fine, that's what and I'm me too. I'm a big Dak Prescott fan. You don't know what is happening with Ezekiel Elliott. The fumbles and not taking care of the football is a problem. I, I, think, I think he's thrown by a, a thrown poor by what by a poor offensive line that he's oh, not. Please, no. I, I think he got. Please. I think he got big, fat, and literally rich off of an offensive line that was historically good and loaded with talent. They're older. They're getting older. No question. But that offensive line still stacks up nicely in this NFL what? when it's healthy. What does the offensive line have to do with him fumbling the football? Him not getting carries and getting stops has to do with the offensive Doing line. Too Fine. Much. Doing too much. But, but Taking just, on hits that he's not used to taking on. Seeing more defenders come at him than he doesn't typically see. Here's what I don't ever want to see. Eating. And you, for those of you that can't see me that are on radio, I'm doing his feed we me did, motion. We did enough of that yesterday. We it's did a, enough of that yesterday. <laughs> it's, it's really enough. Okay. Give me the Texans all day long. I don't need a few years, I Gordon. Like I Texan, need one year. I like your I need Texans one angle. Year. I like your Texans angle because I think they're on their way. I just think immediately Dallas we talk about as a team next year. Foolishly, maybe. But the Cowboys, again, will be in the same position because there's so much talent already there. Again, you're going to have That's question marks by a defense that has burned you. Can anything. the defense be better? The Texans on their way. And, and I wouldn't have said this a couple weeks ago. Uh, but now seeing that and when Deshaun gets a little bit of help from a defense, he can give you the world, now go go get it. But again, that's another franchise that has to go get the right coach and has to go get the right GM there to, to keep it trending in the direction you think it should go, Shay. Uh, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper. I mean, I could go down the list of the weapons that the, Schultz, the, yeah. that the Cowboys have, and they have nothing to, to show for it. I'm just going to continue to bet on a heap of talent. Sure, it might burn that. me, but that's what I'm I'll go. keep betting on Deshaun Watson and the Texans. One Super Bowl contender is in jeopardy of missing the playoffs, and now they're in jeopardy of even playing 16 games in general. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's get to four downs. First down, Ravens at Steelers. 
Ravens at Steelers. Now, we don't know if this game is for sure going to be played on Sunday because the Ravens do have an outbreak of COVID-19 going on. Last night, we heard of Lamar Jackson testing positive. They do need 10 days of quarantine. So if this game is played Sunday, we will not see Lamar Jackson at quarterback. It'll likely be Robert Griffin III. Let's keep that in mind. And they also have a lot of players out. Um, The running backs are out, a a slew of players. So, Jordan, who do you like, Ravens and Steelers? You're kidding, right? I like the Steelers (laughs) to remain perfect in this one. Even if Lamar Jackson was playing, I would still with confidence pick the Steelers here. They are lacking an offensive identity there. Greg Roman is looking for answers in any way to generate some life there. Lamar Jackson has regressed, but it's not his fault they have regressed. And now he's not even playing. So uh, the quarterback position – is is in the air with RG3. It's an offense that is already stagnant. I see a lot of takeaways in the Steelers' future in this one. The Steelers are the most complete team in the football. The one thing I'd like to see from the Steelers in this game, them running the football with a little bit yeah, more ease. Get the them getting right. the run game going yeah. is the missing piece to a team that I absolutely love. I got the Steelers. I got them to cover. I've got them big. It's off the board right now for obvious Okay, for Lamar, obvious Lamar Jackson isn't even the issue for me because I actually think Robert Griffin III is a very capable quarterback. I've always liked Robert Griffin III, and you know that. Here's the bigger problem. Back, you got to think back a long way to when you liked RG3 know, it's, it's been a while. Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, and Lamar Jackson, who are all out as of now with COVID-19 issues, have combined to rush for over 1,100 yards this season. That is 70 percent of the Ravens offensive total there right now is the problem you don't have those three guys you don't have 74 percent of your offense uh, yeah that's not going to go well at all against a very good Steelers defense a Steelers defense that likes to pressure the quarterback and just play well in, in terms of everything they can play from the outside they can stop the run and then again they pressure the quarterback uh the Steelers of course beat the Ravens by four points in week eight they overcame a 10 point deficit um give me the Steelers all day long okay let's move on second down Second down, Chiefs at Buccaneers. Chiefs at Bucks. Okay, so we're going to take our picks here. Jordan's going to pick his with the line. I'm going to pick mine just straight up. So Chiefs at Bucks. Now, if this was home, I would instantly say, give me the Chiefs all day. I wouldn't even consider it. But this is on the road. They're still favored. Chiefs are still favored. As they should be. This is in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay does have some fans, so I, I will throw that out there. I still think the Chiefs are going to win. <laughs> I still think the Chiefs are going to win handily, just considering how bad this Tampa Bay defense has looked. And they're not atrocious in terms of where they rank in defensive total amongst the league. Their third down defense against the Rams was atrocious. And that's an issue when you have Patrick Mahomes who can turn water into wine in an instant. Give me the Chiefs against the Bucks. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is is the LeBron James. No matter what happens in the season and how the stats go for anybody, he's the MVP every time because when he has a football, you know great things are going to happen. Look, everybody was high on the Bucks and, and they've been p- knocked back a few pegs with how they showed against the Rams, and that's going to impact my pick in this one. Uh, the Bucks home dogs here, they're getting three and a half points. And I look at I, I love the Chiefs to cover in this one. Now, granted, if you're a Bucks fan, you should be very happy this is not a primetime game for the Bucks because <laughs> we know how they've looked, one and three in those games, and they've looked awful. What it comes down to me is this is a Bucks team that has an incredibly high ceiling. There's a lot of push and pull going on between coach and star player and Tom Brady and Bruce Arians as to what that offense is going to look like. Yep. There's no questions with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes as to how that offense is going to look. Good point. If this does become a shootout, my faith obviously leans heavily 
with the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs make some plays defensively, get some key turnovers in this one, and I think they run away with this game. Mm. I think this is a flex game for the Chiefs. They, they were able to pull it off versus the Raiders last week. Didn't cover, by the way, those Chiefs versus the Raiders. But this is a game where they come out, put it together defensively, and really flex their offensive muscle. And as much as the Bucks try to keep up in a shootout, I see the Chiefs running away with this one in the fourth quarter. Okay. So Chiefs by a landslide. I think the Chiefs, too. I don't know by a landslide. I don't think we've seen that real statement game from the Chiefs this this year. You think it's going to be this game. I'm not so sure yet. Also, Bucks defense, I just, those linebackers that I love, Levante David and Devin White, I just need to see more from them. And I don't think this is the game where you're going to see it, not with all that speed, not with all those options, not with a big tight end playmaker like Travis Kelsey. I just don't see it. Okay, so you've got Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady going up against each other. There's an 18-year 49-day age difference between these two quarterbacks. That's the largest age difference between two QBs in a regular season game by two quarterbacks who have already won a Super Bowl. And Mahomes thrives on these types of matchups, Shay. When he gets the opportunity to go against the elite quarterbacks, he shines. Tom Brady had won two of the last three because he's had the better team. That is not the case in this one. No, Mahomes is going to have a big game, and so is his Chiefs. Okay, let's go third down. Third down. Titans at Colts. I love this game because this is a battle of Shea versus Jay. Shea versus Jordan. I love the Titans. You love the Colts. We've been talking about these two teams since the beginning of the season. And now we get to see them go head to head. Give me the Titans all day long. I love what Derrick Henry does. I love that they commit to the run. They stick to the run. If you have to go to Ryan Tannehill, he is accurate enough to complete passes. I know the uh, the Titans defense isn't as dynamic as the Colts defense is. The Colts defense, I think, is still number one in total defense yep. in the National Football League. But they can stop you now. And they can turn you over. And if you can turn over yeah. Phillip Rivers, the Colts are going to have a bad day against the Tennessee Titans. Give me the Titans. Yeah, this one's home for the Colts. Colts are favored by three in this one. The takeaways, that's what gives me such pause in this pick. Phillip Rivers has been good with the football, and that's been key for this team as they've started to kind of charge up now that the class of that AFC South. But you're right, it's the Titans team that has been but don't break, and they always seem to save face by getting that critical uh, turnover in this game. Phillip Rivers takes care of the football in this one. I've been riding with the Colts all season long. Coming into it, I said, I believe that this is one of the best teams in the AFC. Right now, they are one of the best teams in the AFC. I think they're going to put it together defensively. I think they're going to show. I, I'm always curious what Derrick Henry can do in a game like this. First, the Colts, he typically does well, averaging about five yards per rush. I think this defense is going to be up for the task. I don't see Derrick Henry having a big game. I see those Colts defense, that Colts defense stepping up. I see the Colts' run game getting going, What's and I see game? an opportunistic Phillip Rivers making the necessary plays when the time presents itself, and he values the football. I like the Colts by a touchdown. So what do you consider a good game by Derrick Henry? Rushing for 200 yards and like the game-winning touchdown in, in the overtime like he did last week? Or just having an okay game where you know he rushes for under 100 yards but makes an impact like he did against the Chicago Bears. Like I think that he can still make an impact and not have an explosive game and score a game-winning touchdown, and that's what makes the, the Titans the better team but to But you got to get to the red zone for Derrick Henry to do the thing that you're talking about, low maybe yardage but scoring on key plays. I don't think they're going to move the chains like that against this Colts defense. I'm a big believer in the Colts defense. I think they control the the, the clock in this. I think the, the Colts control the clock in this one with how they run the football, and I think that defense is going to be rested and make some big-time plays on the other side. Okay, we'll agree to disagree. The Colts have won four of their last five meetings against the Titans, including that 34-17 to victory in Week 10, and I think the Titans remember that, and I think they're 
they control the clock with their run game, and things are flipped on its head. Let's go fourth down. Fourth down. Bears at Packers. Not going to punt on this one, folks. We're sticking with it because I'm a Chicago girl, but I can't take the Bears. Wow. Bears at Packers at Lambeau. I I mean, I have not seen many victories by the Chicago Bears against the Green Bay Packers in my lifetime. In my lifetime. Okay? It used to be a joke about Jay Cutler when I was younger. Younger, not a kid, but younger. To say... Jay Cutler is the best quarterback the Packers ever had because he always throws us the football. I mean, the Packers, the Packers just have always had the Bears number, and it pains me, pains me to pick the Cheeseheads, but I got to do it. Wow. The Packers are going to beat the Bears. We're even on if the airwaves Mitch, in Chicago. I know. Even if Mitch Trubisky starts, I just don't believe at all in that run game. I don't believe in the quarterback play. I don't believe they can establish a rhythm. Their offensive line has been shuffled and beat up a little bit. There's just no offensive firepower. The defense, defense, the defense can do some things now, but they still have Aaron Rodgers, and over, Aaron Rodgers is able to overcome a really good Chicago Bears defense. See, you're wise. Your family, heavily Chicago, but you've got your father's side in Wisconsin. You know we're also on the airwaves in Green Bay. You'll be welcomed <laughs> with open arms there in the land of cheese. So that's a smart pick. Look, Mitch Trubisky, I do think, is going to show a little bit more life than Nick Foles has. But it's not going to be enough. And I think the Packers defense is going to have their eyes wide open for the opportunity here for a questionable defense to look a little bit better than it actually is. And as much as I love the Chicago Bears defense, it's overextended. It's going to be stretched thin because it's going to be on the field a lot. And you don't want to be on the field a lot against Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers this year, more so than ever, it feels like, really takes care of business against lesser teams. 7-1. and one, First teams that are 500 or below this season is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, you're the Chicago Bears fan, right, Shay? You know what Aaron Rodgers does to the Bears. I, I, it's not. It's currently off the board, the line on this one, but I have to go Packers, and I think the Packers by two scores. And I, I hope, because the Bears have now won, lost four straight, rather, I hope by us taking the Packers and them coming off a of bye week, the Bears, that I'm wrong. Trust me, I hope that more than anyone I just don't see it. If Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky is unable to start, let's just say for some reason they go with Tyler Bray, which isn't going to happen. The Bears likely will be using their 20th different starting quarterback against the Packers since 1992. Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers made all but one start against the Bears for the Packers in that time. That's terrible. Can we get to Notre Dame? Shaky quarterback play has just just been the issue, the football DNA in Chicago. You're right. Let's move on. Uh, We're going to call this the bonus down. I'm going to call it the Tom Brady down. Let's go to the Tom Brady down. Bonus down. (laughs) Bonus down. Uh, Number two, Notre Dame taking on number 19, North Carolina. That game is today, folks, not tomorrow. You don't got to wait for Saturday for college football. It is today, 3.30 Eastern on ABC. I don't think I need to even ask you who you're taking in this one. Uh, look at his sweatshirt. I'm taking Notre, Notre Dame, Dame, but Notre Dame, it, it, the line has moved up to six. I don't know if Notre Dame covers six. I do think this is going to be a one-possession game, maybe comes down to a field goal. It's going to be very close. North Carolina is the highest-scoring team in the conference, uh, in the ACC. They produce the most yards in the ACC. Notre Dame, however, has the best defense, I believe, in the country. They also have the best offensive line in the country. It's how Notre Dame is built fundamentally to control clock, to run the football, and everything goes behind that offensive line. Kyron Williams is one of the best stars in college football. But that offensive line for Notre Dame, two key injuries at the right tackle position and at the center position. That could be key to open up an opportunity for North Carolina. North Carolina thrives off their run game to get Sam Howell, their superstar quarterback, 
quarterback going. North Carolina gets great as the game goes later. But Notre Dame is going to make some big-time plays defensively in this one. Javante Williams, Michael Carter, those star running backs from North Carolina, never get going. Sam Howell is asked to do too much, and he makes a few mistakes trying to do too much against this stout Notre Dame defense. And Ian Book is getting better every week. Notre Dame's the best team in the country, and I think they're going to do just enough to win this game and stay perfect. How could you say they're the best team in this in the country, but you think they're only going to do just enough to beat North Carolina? It's about this North matchup. Carolina is not Alabama and Clemson. North Carolina almost beat Clemson last season, and Clemson went on to the college football Almost playoff. last season. Those are not words that I Came need. Came down to one possession. What I'm saying is they're going to be up for this game. They've got a capable offense. That is going to make it. And look, you could still be the best team in the country and be tested by a, a good football team that is ranked. Okay, that's fair. That's what this matchup provides. Matt Brown, the head coach for North Carolina, has never faced Notre Dame in his coaching career, which is pretty crazy to me. He started coaching in 1973, and he has never faced I'm shocked Texas, Notre Dame. they never got Texas never. on a schedule. Never. What he's done at North Carolina in his second stint, much like the first, has been special. I a lot like of Mac buzz Brown. there, and that place is going to be rocking. I like Mac Brown, but I also would rather have a happy husband, so... Give me Notre Dame. Thanks for picking me over, Mac Brown. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'll take Notre Dame in this yeah. one. I actually do not think Notre Dame will lose another football game until they face Clemson again in the ACC championship game. I'm so sorry. But um, I, I do think Clemson can beat Notre Dame at full strength with a chip on their shoulder. So I do think that Thanks Notre Dame that. wins today. I Thanks agree with that. Jordan. I think it'll come down to be a close game, but then they'll break away in the fourth quarter, and I think they'll win by probably more than a touchdown or so. Wow, okay. Um, so you like the Irish to cover six. Yeah. I, 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 you know, after yesterday's debacle with the Cowboys – Give me Notre Dame to kind of make I'll yourself listen to feel you. better. I will listen to you. So if you like Notre Dame wait, by wait, morning wait, score. Wait, say that again. I was I fell so flatly on my face yesterday. I've got no choice but to listen to Listen, you. folks. It's just about admitting when you're wrong. That's all it is. I feel like I do it a lot, though. Because you're wrong a lot. That's why. Wow. You're wrong a lot. Okay? Game, set, match. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Shea Cornette and Jordan Cornette here filling in. On Key J and Z. And by the way, you can hit us up on Twitter at Key J and Z. Who will be better next year? We had this debate earlier. Will it be the Cowboys, who we saw lose terribly to the Washington football team yesterday? Or will it be the Texans, who we saw throttle the Detroit Lions yesterday? And uh, you you went Texans on this one. And, and it started because I was singing the praises of the Texans last night, watching one of my favorite players in the league, Deshaun Watson, uh, get busy all game long. <laughs> And it's because that defense put him in a position where it's a winnable game. Uh, now we, we've we done our part, the defense, saying that to Deshaun Watson. I'll go be a star. And Deshaun was like, cool. I know I don't get a lot of these opportunities. I'll go be a star. So because they have that bright star and other potential pieces, chemistry is Will Fuller. I think it's bright. But again, with Dallas bringing everything back, again, you're going to fall for the head fake and think, this team has another shot again next year. You're just going to continue to do that because they have so much talent. Okay, quit trying to give yourself an out. You took the Cowboys again. I did. And I took I said it was because of the offense line. Those guys got hurt in the first possession. Drastically Here's what I know. Everything. The Texans badly beat Detroit. So now what happens with Matt Patricia? We're going to find out. Let's talk to Rob Ninkovich. He joins us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Pennzoil synthetic motor oils are made from natural gas. It gives you an unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear testing using SAE 5W30. Rob Ninkovich, ESPN NFL analyst, joins us now. Rob, good morning to you. I hope you had a really nice Thanksgiving. I know you know Matt Patricia, and Matt Patricia's had a rough season, a rough go. The Lions did not look good, not even a little bit yesterday, against the Houston Texans. What do you do 
What do you do with that coaching staff at this point? I mean, it's it's tough. And you, you look at that, that team right now, and they're not playing particularly well on any phase. Defensively, they look poor. Um, look, I know it's th- it was Thanksgiving. There's no excuses. You, were, you weren't eating turkey before that game, so you weren't tired. So um, I don't know. I, I think... I think it's tough. You know, the Lions are in a tough spot. I know Matty very well. I'm very close with Matty. He's a terrific coach. He's a very good coach. Um, but you have to look at some of the the finer print when it comes to the Detroit Lions. They just haven't been able to put a team together. They haven't been able to go out there and execute for four quarters. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know what they're going to do with Matty P. Um, if he's if he doesn't continue to be the head coach there, I know he'll have other opportunities as a defensive coordinator. Um, I'm sure that's not what he wants. Uh, he puts a lot of effort. I can tell you this. Nobody really sees the, the behind-the-scenes stuff in a, in a facility and what the coaches put in. Every coach puts in a lot of time and effort, um, so you know that he's putting in the time. At the end of the day, it comes down to the players going out there and executing and playing well. And doesn't help last year that Matt Stafford went down for a long period of time with a back injury. Um, he's missed some time in the last three years, so that's unfortunate. But there's no excuses in the NFL. You have to go out there every week. You have to perform. You have to win football games to keep your job. Just like a, a football player, just like myself as a linebacker, if I was missing tackles and I wasn't going on that football field and, and doing the right things, I would have lost my job. So um, looking forward, I don't have a crystal ball, uh, but I think the Lions already put a notice out there that this was the year for them to either correct and right the ship or not. Yeah, Rob, and, I, and if anybody understands what Matt Patricia can bring on the defensive side of things, it would be you. You guys won a lot of games together uh, in a Patriots uniform. Uh, if you could diagnose, Rob, where it maybe went wrong for a Lions team that did have some promise, that did seem like they were a team that could maybe make some noise in that division, but quite simply have not. Is there one thing you can look at and say, that's where it went wrong for the Lions? Well, I think it's tough. When you go through the whole rebuilding process and you try to bring your pieces in to run a specific scheme, it's hard to find the exact fits for that. When you're in New England, it seems to be every single year they have, they have a, a, a pecking order of leadership. So the guys at the top have been there a long time. They understand the scheme. They understand the system. And then your younger guys and your middle-tier guys kind of fall in line and they learn from those older guys. When you go to a new place like Detroit, there's nothing there. There was no history. There was, there was really nothing in place for Matty P and for that organization to come in and build something. Um, you come in, you, you try and get a lot of guys out, bring guys in that you think are proper fits, but you don't have that leadership at the top. That's always difficult. So, um, you know, for me, I, I don't think there's one thing you can look at and say, like, this is the reason why they have not won. Um, it seems to be the, the Detroit Lions haven't won in a very long time, not, not in just in the last three years. So for me, um, you got to look at the top down. you got to go to the very top. So uh, maybe they need to make some changes at the very top. Fair enough. We're talking to Rob Ninkovich right now, ESPN NFL analyst. Let's go to another team that struggled mightily yesterday. That was the Dallas Cowboys. The Washington football team beat them 41-16. to They're now alone in first place in the NFC East, a half game ahead of the Philadelphia Eagles. The Cowboys only put up 16 points, didn't look good, dropped passes. Ezekiel Elliott only rushed for 32 yards, and then there's the coaching decisions, the fake punt. I mean, what did you make of that, Rob, and what did you make of the Dallas Cowboys' performance? I mean, it's tough to watch the Cowboys at this point. Going into going into the season, we all had this high expectations, and then they've lost 
basically your starting quarterback in this game. They lost even more with their offensive line, which it was already hurting. So the Cowboys are in a bad spot right now. You go for it on fourth down, deep in your own territory. I mean, that just it, it, it screams lack of confidence in your offense, um, lack of confidence in your team. So, I mean, that was probably one of the worst go-for-it fake punts that I've seen since the Colts tried to go for it against the Patriots with just the center and the, and the, the punter under center. And he, they snapped the ball with nobody there, and they, and they ever tackled. So, um, it's just it's tough to watch the Cowboys. You look at Zeke, he's leading the NFL in fumbles. He's one of the highest-paid guys. Um, just it's not a good spot down there. I'm, I'm sure um, Jerry Jones is, is livid at this point. Yeah, I'm sure Jerry Jones is not having a good day after Thanksgiving. That's for sure. Rob Ninkovich, thanks for the time. We appreciate it. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks, guys. Bye. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin are not here, but all guests appear via the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Coming up, at least someone on the Bucks coaching staff seems to be defending Tom Brady. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Jordan Cornette and Shay Cornette here filling in for Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. And we've been having fun doing that over the last two days. Talking a lot of football, and we mentioned the games already that we saw last night, so now we're looking ahead to the games we're going to see this weekend, and one of the headliners is definitely Kansas City taking on Tampa Bay. Mahomes versus Brady. The big storyline coming out of Tampa Bay this week, though, has been the lack of productivity on the offensive side of the ball. Jordan, you like the Dallas Cowboys because you think they have, well, not after yesterday, but you did like the Dallas Cowboys because of all the weapons that they had. Injuries again okay, yesterday. You get it, the injury. Plague the Cowboys. You want to talk about weapons? Look no further than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They have a plethora of weapons. Yet still, there seems to be some sort of disconnect between Tom Brady, the offense. I don't know if it's the offensive play calling. I don't know if it's the head coach, but Bruce Arians has been very critical of his starting quarterback. You know how I feel about this. I don't like it very much, but it's been the case of it. And so Jenna Lane, our Bucks reporter, asked Byron Leftwich, which is the offensive coordinator for the Bucks, about Tom Brady essentially looking like he's playing somebody's offense. And here's what he had to say. The quarterback is the offense. You know, we, I say that all the time. Uh, uh, it's hard to win week in and week out. We understand that. Everyone expects us to win every game. We get that. 
But our job is to go out and prepare ourselves and get in position to try to win every football game also. So we understand those responsibilities. No, no, no. That's the equivalent of saying it is what it is to me, Shay. Like, that is such a non-answer. And there's nothing more than I hate is when somebody goes, it is what it is. Like, what the hell does that mean? (laughs) Like, that's what that coming from Byron Leftwich was such a cop-out because that's exactly what we are not seeing. No. Here's what I had a problem with. People expect us to come out and win every game. No, no. I don't, ex- four. I, don't, I don't expect you to win every game. I'm I more don't. efficient clip than I you expect are. you to be competitive in games you're supposed to be competitive in. Okay? A 38-3 loss against the Saints, the second time you see them, that's not competitive. I expect you to be competitive with your competition. When you have the equal amount of talent, as it appears to be, on both sides of the football. That's what I expect. And so now here's Byron Leftwich saying what he's supposed to say, right? The the quarterback is our offense. Of course he is. You have a Tom Brady. But he's really not. Because then if you ask Bruce Arians, who's extremely critical of his quarterback, he's not seeing disguised coverages. He's not seeing open receivers. Uh, he's making mistakes. Cool, Bruce Arians. Then start Blaine Gabbard. Like, it, it's enough already. So what is it? Is it Tom Brady's offense or is it Bruce Arians' offense and doing it the way Bruce Arians wants it to be done, but Tom Brady's not catching up? What is it? What's the problem? It's, to me, a flawed approach um, in terms of it's a it's an offense that can put up crazy numbers. See Jameis Winston, 5,000-plus yards a season ago. It's also an offense that features the ability to make a lot of mistakes and be intercept, interception-prone, turnover-prone. See the 30 interceptions a season ago from Jameis Winston. Tom Brady's on pace for 13 picks this year. It'll be the highest interception amount he's had since 2009. So that says to me, yes, Bruce Arians, you do have the weapons. You can take those shots downfield. But inevitably, you're going to have what you're seeing here from Tom Brady, which is uncharacteristic. Mistakes. When you take big swings like that, there's going to be some misses. And those misses are going to cost you at times. What I don't like about Bruce Arians' approach here is Bruce Arians seems like there's, you know how you talk about a football team, the defense is out for themselves, they got to do their job, but they're their own team. The offense is their own team within the team. They got to go out there and do their job. When you focus that way, it's for the good of the team collectively because the defense does their job, the offense does their job. Bruce Arians seems like he's on his own team and it's detrimental to everything. Because when he gets up there, all he wants the media and all he wants his audience to know is, hey, my offense, my baby, the thing that I work so hard on, it's good. These guys just ain't doing it right. Jameis Winston wasn't doing it right, so he's got to go. We'll find somebody better. The greatest football player of all time, Tom Brady, ain't doing it right. He's got to go. No, Bruce, your offense is the problem. (laughs) And your stubbornness and unwillingness to adjust is a bigger problem here. Because Tom Brady can play great football when you allow him to approach the game in the way that he is best suited to approach it. It's not taking these 25-yard-plus swings time and time again in the amount that he is. It's pulling it back a little bit, still being equally as effective, but taking out some of that punch. That will lead you to a lot of wins. And the stubbornness from Aaron to say, no, this system works my way or the highway, you are going to miss the opportunity to see a lot of great things on your road to what could be a Super Bowl unless you adjust. If you go down this path, they may get to the playoffs, but they'll only win one game. 
You're letting ego get in front of what is a perfect situation in Tampa, one we could have never predicted. We never would have thought Tom Brady would be down there with all these weapons on top of now Antonio Brown. Are you kidding me? You're going to let this fail for your love of your baby offense that has you in a position to make Tom Brady the greatest player ever look bad? Come on, what are we doing? Yeah, and if you don't like the way Tom Brady's doing things, just go look in his jewelry box and you'll be reminded, oh, yeah, that's right, six rings. Six of them. Six of them. How many Bruce Arians have, Shay? Zero. How many? Zero. How many? So maybe it's time to have like a little meeting and say, I'm sorry for being so critical of you. I don't want to start Blaine Gabbard. I want you to be my starting quarterback. However, this is the way I want, like, find some happy medium. Communication. We know about this. Like, sit down and let's have a little bit of it. I'll say this about Bruce Arians. I don't know him. I have never interviewed him. What I hear is if you ask him a question, he's going to answer. So naturally, well, you I like want that. Is covering a beat in Chicago. Sure, you like I that like that. Honest. But here's what I'll say. I want to hear more about how your defense has struggled, especially on third down. I want to hear more about the drops that I'm seeing from Leonard Fournette. I want to hear how I haven't consistently seen a run game from you. That's what I want to hear more about. However, I'm sure the the reporters are asking more about Tom Brady. But also, if you don't like this criticism, Bruce Arians, you shouldn't have brought in Tom Brady, the GOAT, who we're all going to talk about every single year, or Antonio Brown, who we're going to continue to talk about. There's a spotlight on that offense. I love that you mentioned the defense. A lot of questions there for a defense that has all that talent and showed to be great. They've been inconsistent. Uh, It's a fantastic point. And also, if... Arians didn't believe that this was the guy to be the quarterback. Then go get who the perfect quarterback for your offense is. But who is that? Who Who is is that? Inside What Went Wrong for the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day is next. You're listening to ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.